Welcome to this podcast isn't working. Uh, if you're a returning listener, hello, welcome back. And if you're new, hello, welcome to the podcast. Uh, if you don't already know, I'm Heidi. I'm a mum in my 30s in Australia, and I love to talk about creativity, mental health, and parenthood, and uh, sometimes other things. Depends what I feel like because the whole point of this podcast is it's not my job, it's my hobby and my passion and I try not to take myself too seriously on here. So think of it more like a nice chat and yeah, sharing yeah, something that's been on my mind. So on that note, this week I wanted to talk about creativity and this, uh, the process or I don't know, the experience or the idea of letting go of a creative project or a creative pursuit um, and doing that well, I suppose, and being able to let go of something. Uh, So this all kind of started because I have heard this quote before and I was thinking about friendship this week. Now, this is unrelated sort of thing, but you'll get me in a minute. I'll I'll connect the dots. Uh, But, you know, we all find it difficult, I think, when friendships end. And oftentimes we don't even realize they have, I guess. They tend to sort of dwindle out, I find, uh, or they change over time. You know, life circumstances change and people, you know, you know, geographically are in different places or time-wise are spending their time differently. You know, a friend you made at work, if you change jobs, you're not there every day seeing them. All kinds of things can happen, right? And even, you know, you might have an actual like abrupt end to a friendship over an argument or a situation. So, you know, and I think what's difficult is um, just like, you know, in these relationships, when they end, I find anyway, personally, it's sometimes very hard to let them go, especially if it's a friendship that hasn't seemed to end for any particular reason. Uh, It's just naturally come to an end. Um, And so it's not, you know, there's no animosity or like negative feelings, but it's kind of just dissipated you know uh and I was thinking about that but I wanted to talk about creativity I didn't really want to go down the track to like at the moment I just wanted to have a week where we didn't talk about mental health even though I love talking about it I just wanted to mix it up a little bit and I was thinking about about creativity and I was realizing it's kind of the same uh and I guess as an adult now, you know, looking back on all the different creative things I've done in my life as a child, a teenager, a young adult, I was thinking, you know, it's so often that I feel sad for the things I've lost creatively or that I don't find the time for or I don't feel the passion for. Uh, you know, uh, I feel like reading is something that's a real creative outlet for me. It may not be that I'm creating the things I'm reading, but it's a creative exploration for me to, it's like, for me, I think escapism is a creative pursuit. And I have really struggled with the fact that I don't read as much as I used to. And I even feel jealousy when I hear people talking about reading books, especially if they've been able to read a paper, like an actual paper book. Um, another mum was talking to me about the fact that she reads at night and so does her husband. And, oh man, the jealousy was high. Like, 
it's so funny. I mean, good for her, but I just felt so sad. You know, I was like, oh, you know, I used to read through the night as a teenager, especially if I found a book interesting, I just would not put it down. And now I'm lucky to listen to an audio book every now and again, you know, um, and there's a sadness with that and, uh, and a disappointment, I suppose. And in the same way, I used to spend a lot of time creating things. Uh, and by that, I mean, you know, I would work on illustrations or I would paint or, uh, I did creative projects where I built things or fixed things. Um, and I used to, one of the things that came into my mind when I was on this kind of train of thought was, I used to be massively into nail polish. Now I'm not talking about, um, just painting your nails a nice color. Um, I'm talking about like properly trying to do, I used to do nail art and different designs and I was really passionate about it. I loved the creativity of it. I loved collecting new colors and testing new methods of, uh, creating designs on my nails. And I followed a lot of nail design, uh, Instagram accounts and, I even had books about nail design that I bought um, after becoming a fan of certain people. If they put out a book, I would buy it. Uh, and I used to spend a lot of time painting my own nails and documenting it and sharing it with um, people online. Uh, and I also loved doing my friend's nails. And I loved the challenge of someone just saying, I want this, you know, it could be anything, um, and I would have to figure out a way of doing it. And yeah, and I had my little kit um, and it kind of grew into this thing that was, you know, I uh, at Christmas time at my workplace in my own lunch break, I would open up a bit of a like nail art salon in a studio we had at work and I would paint people's nails with Christmas designs and do all manner of um, cute little, you know, uh, designs on there. So and I had my whole setup, you know, all my tools and, um, and I could do anything, you know, if you wanted a snowman, I would do that. If you wanted the whole, I had someone ask me for the whole nativity scene one time, I did that. Um, you know, and I just loved it because I am someone who prides myself on being able to, uh, envisage something in my mind and then bring it to life. I really love that process, I guess, like the dreaming and actually making it real. And I took myself really seriously. Like I tried to do it really well. And this was, went on for years, you know, this was a big thing and it became something that people knew me for. Um, a similar thing would be photography. So I was never a professional photographer. I never, um, you know, I, I, I learned a little bit of it. I learned a little bit of the theory behind photography when I was uh, working towards a qualification that I got when I was younger. But other than that, I didn't have any formal training. Uh, I remember doing a few workshops with a newspaper photographer that we um, were connected to through my work uh, when I'd first started out in my career. I did it. So like I dabbled in like people explaining to me about photography. And so I knew a little bit, but I just loved taking photos and I did that a lot. I always was the person at, you know, a family gathering who had the camera and I'd take lovely photos of all the kids and everybody and had, you know, I love, I personally love, um, candid photography and I, I just loved capturing people and trying to get them in a, a candid moment and yeah, and again, I really prided myself on how I did that. And I shared my work online. Uh, 
and it was a big part of my life. I invested in a nice camera, um, which I, I just remember I never had enough money to buy a nice camera, but I left my first job uh, after I think I'd been there a little over five years and I, I was young. I didn't really know how that all worked and I had earned long service leave while I was there. I had accrued some, uh, but I knew that you didn't take long service leave until you'd been there for 10 years and I'd only been there for five or six Anyway, I must have been there just long enough that my workplace actually paid out half of my long service leave. So I remember ringing up saying, I think there's been an error. Um, I've been given too much money. And they said, no, no, that's your long service leave. So I just remember my first thought was like, oh my gosh, I can buy a camera. (laughs) Um, You know, and that was a huge thing because it was a priority. It was like right up there in, you know, how I was spending my time and, and getting, um, creative fulfillment in my life. So it was really exciting anyway. Um, both, you know, I guess what I'm starting to get towards just like friendships and relationships that end, these things are now no longer part of my day-to-day life. Uh, so my cameras, I have a, you know, a beautiful, big, Um, collection of camera equipment and it sits in a box you know in my cupboard I know where it is and it's labeled and it's you know in that way I have loved it and uh, kept it you know I've looked after it but it sits there and it's not being used I can't even remember the last time I would have charged my camera Uh, and my nail polish is in another box Uh, all my beautiful colors of nail polish and my different, um, all the things that used to bring me so much joy just to look at, uh, you know, I love glitter polish and I love cream polish. And, you know, I had certain things like certain colors. I just, oh, they really, really made me happy. And, uh, you know, they just sit there there. I know where they are. They're labeled and organized. So I've loved them and taken care of them but they are just sitting in a box. And even talking about it right now is making me feel sad. (laughs) Um, You know, my painting equipment, like all my paints and my paintbrushes and my different um, mediums and all of that is sitting in a box labeled in the cupboard. You know, I, yeah, for someone who has always been so uh, full of, uh, I guess, a motivation and passion to create a lot of the tools and the, the areas of passion, I suppose I had, you know, they have been put to rest. Now, I don't know if it's forever. Obviously, I'm not ready to let them go. Uh, literally, they're still with me. Uh, because, you know, once in a blue moon, I might go and paint somebody's nails. I don't know. But I'm not, I'm not ready to let them physically let go of them. Uh, that's not what this episode is about but I just wanted to I guess put it out there that I I would assume that other people go through this this grieving you know and and for me it's not just the loss and and the sadness of not being able to do these things anymore I guess it's uh it's a little deeper than that and I don't know if you have ever felt the same way about something but when something has changed and you look back on when you used to do it, you know, you think to yourself, who am I now? Is this, you know, is the fact that I'm not doing this, have I lost who I am? Uh, you know, um, I think that for me is something that plays on my mind that these sorts of creative pursuits and projects and areas of passion, 
if they go away or if they change, does that mean that I have changed? Am I a different person? Am I not creative anymore? Uh, was I never creative? Like, was I sort of pushing this barrow out and it was a self-serving kind of indulgent thing to do because I was young and had time on my hands, you know, um, or is, is there something fundamentally a bit, uh, you know, creatively shallow in me and do I not have the, the depth of creative, uh, power and, you know, knowledge and finesse and prowess to be able to, you know, continue to be creative now. Uh, and for me, of course, like something I struggle with is that, I mean, jealousy doesn't feel like the right word, but it is kind of like, I don't know what it is. It's like a grief tinged, uh, realization that's, that's prompted by seeing other people achieving and, um, not achieving, but being able to express themselves, you know, uh, in a creative way and they're finding the motivation and the drive to do that. And now I'm, this is not to say that I don't do anything creatively anymore. I do try and remind myself that even the way that I make a killer sandwich, <laughs> I take that as a serious creative project. You know, um, I'm known for making really good sandwiches and I, you know, I don't just shove things on. Like I'm thinking about it and I feel like I have a creative approach, if you will, uh, and a bit of a flair. And I love little moments like that. You know, I, I do feel like I am expressing myself. I try and uh, validate myself and remind myself that in the everyday, I am being creative. You know, um, I'm, I'm very creative when it comes to my kids and my space and I enjoy um, putting little touches around and putting little touches into what I do that show that, you know, I am coming from a creative place. And because I think creativity is full of love and, and sharing that, you know, because it is that kind of thing that it feels like an outpouring of sorts, whether or not there's an audience, I think it still is an outpouring. So I feel like that is full of love and I love that, you know, but um, you know, my old friends, you know, my painting, my photography, my nail polish, my, you know, like lots of other things, you know, they, they are dusty and, uh, disconnected from me and yeah, but, uh, so bringing this back to the quote I shared at the beginning or the saying, uh, you know, friends are here for a reason, a season or a lifetime. I really think that that applies here. And I started to think back to why I started these things. And there's not always, you know, a, a big lightning bolt moment that sparks a creative uh, project or a creative, you know, journey, but sometimes there is. And I was realizing that with my nail art uh, specifically, I remember, um, so I don't know if I'll ever make a podcast episode about this, but it is on my heart to try and do so. It is just delicate and I want to do it in the right way. But uh, basically when I was an adult, my parents divorced. And I think going through divorce as an adult is a very unique thing. Not to say that um, everybody is not unique. I think that, you know, no one will have the same story. And I certainly don't know how everybody else feels, even if they were an adult when their parents divorced. But 
there are some really interesting insights and sharing, I think, associated with, yeah, being an adult going through your parents' divorce. It's quite different, I would imagine, to being a child. And at that time, you know, uh, just because I wasn't a child did not mean I was not hurting. And it was very, um, it was really, really tough. And something that I remember is, you know, I obviously, you know, in times like this in your life, you remember where you were living, you remember, you, you know, your space sometimes, you know, oh, I will never remember, I'll never forget that room and that couch and whatever else. And I still remember we had this uh, little, um, it was like a wicker chair, I suppose, with like a cushion on it in our lounge room. And, um, you know, late at night, I often found it hard to sleep and things like that. And I do remember being downstairs at one point, and I, I don't even know where I got the nail polish from that I had because I don't remember being into that sort of thing before then, uh, not as a teenager or anything like that. I don't really remember painting my nails. But, you know, in reflection and um, in grief, you know, uh, I think as something to just bring me down to earth, I painted my nails and I took a picture of it because I was really, it made me feel really uh, happy or something. I, like happy is a stretch, I think at that time in my life, whether or not I could feel happy, I'm not sure, but it made me feel something positive or maybe it was like, you know, it was an exhale. It was like a moment where I was being mindful and I had shut off, you know, maybe like a lot of the the negative and scary thoughts that were in my mind or the feelings that I was experiencing. It was like I could put them aside for a minute because I was, you know, doing something uh, with it. It's like I was flexing a different muscle, right? Because it was uh, an outpouring. And I think when you're in distress, you know, outpouring is not something that is happening very often for you. I find that really very difficult. When I'm going through difficult times and I'm experiencing grief or, um, you know, distress, you know, I don't have a lot of capacity to pour out of myself to anybody else or even myself, you know, um, so to be able to do that small thing and feel like I, I did something, like I contributed something and I poured out for a moment, even though it was very simple. Uh, and I remember exactly uh, the the color, you know, it was like this um, bright orange color and I think a purple color, but they were like really happy colors, you know, uh, and I must have thought it looked special enough to take a picture. I just, um, I, I really love that moment how it is in my memory because it's very simple right um it's not like oh I remember that time I painted the Mona Lisa you know (laughs) it was like oh I remember that time I kind of fumbled around with um a bottle of nail polish that might not have even been mine to be very honest so uh that's sort of what started my little journey with nail polish you know what I mean and then along the way there were really um meaningful moments that I remember Um, that were connected with it you know I got to connect with so many people uh, by painting their nails and um, yeah I don't know like I think those were the sorts of things that were kind of spurring me on in a way Uh, and the same goes for photography now there wasn't a lightning bolt moment where I took a photo in a bad time or you know it was a little different and I think uh, what was what started as more of a curi- curious uh, pursuit, like I was exploring and I had been given a camera, I think, as a gift and um, was mucking around. 
it became something else, I think, because of what I did with my camera, you know, um, who I took photos of. And one really, really significant thing that I did um, with my photography was uh, after my first, you know, really um, difficult and uh, anyway, you know, when um, when you're young and you go through a breakup, it's just uh, depending on the situation. But if you have ever gone through a really difficult breakup where, you know, you literally feel like your whole insides have been torn out, like you can't eat, like it's just, you know, I was in that time of my life and I, I really didn't like myself. I think I was, yeah, I was in a space where I was really confused and I didn't really understand why, you know, in inverted commas, like he chose someone else and, you know, what's wrong with me. Uh, and I remember, I don't know why, but I thought that it would be helpful to force myself to take a photo every day of myself and reflect on what was going on for me and be very honest. And I did that for quite some time. So it became like a photo journal and this was not something that was superficial or, um, self loving or self focused. It was uh, like very therapeutic, I think. And I don't know where I had got the idea. Maybe I had seen somebody else do this and had done it myself, but that was a huge time of learning and growing for me personally. And I'm really grateful for that time. Uh, and, you know, I guess what I'm sort of getting at is maybe, uh, it is true that just like an old friend, Uh, Some of these creative pursuits and parts of our life that now are, you know, they are kind of the door has been almost closed, I suppose, or it's uh, it has been closed. Uh, You know, yes, there is the grief and the loss of those things. And, you know, sometimes like me, there's the searching for meaning. You know, what does this mean? Am I is this something that is wrong with me? Is it something that I need to go back to? I guess uh, it's tempting to try to go back and rekindle these things. You know, maybe I'll reach out to that person and ask them to go and have a coffee and, you know, then it might be okay and, uh, you know, or, you know, these creative things. Maybe I just need to go and dust off that camera and take some photos. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. I think sometimes that is a, that's an important moment in itself and maybe you wake that um, that thing back up and you reignite that spark and you, and you, you know, fall in love with that, um, pursuit once again and, you know, or with the relationship, you know, it begins again and it's like it never ended or it's a new season. But I think there is room to uh, see it like that saying, you know, sometimes maybe a creative project or uh, a creative out, outpouring, um, a creative outlet is just for a reason, like, you know, sometimes maybe some, you know, I'm, I might've done some paintings and it was for a reason. It was to get me through a really difficult time. Uh, but then sometimes it's for a season, you know, it's something that's carrying you through quite some time. It's like a period in your life. It might be, you know, during a certain relationship or a job, or, you know, um, you might be living in a certain place for a certain amount of time. And that's just something that's happening for that season of your life. Or like me, some of my creative pursuits, I think, uh, have been shelved uh, at the end of the season of my life where I had no kids. You know, now I have kids. That's a new season. Um, And then sometimes, you know, things are here for a lifetime. 
and and that's that's where it's kind of um, I want to explore more. What is it about um, me and my creative outpouring that is the lifetime um, aspects? And I mean, for me at this point, I can definitely say that one of the very basic um, creative outlets that I have is language. And it's something that I feel like will be with me for a lifetime. Uh, words mean an awful lot to me. I find it, you know, absolutely life-giving when people give me words, when somebody tells me something um, with words or they write me a note or a text or whatever. That is absolutely amazing to me. It, it really does mean so much. And I love pouring out through language, whether it's speaking to people or writing uh, I think forevermore that will be a creative outlet of mine. And, uh, you know, but aside from that, you know, maybe I there aren't an awful lot of other things that will stay with me forever, you know. And I wonder whether we need to um, validate ourselves and, and remember that we can let go of these things, just like um, letting go of a relationship, which can be incredibly difficult and like absolutely heartbreaking and you know soul ripping especially if it was a sudden end to a relationship that was out of your control uh but eventually i i want i want to um you know practice and become better at letting go and finding how to do that and how to do that in a way that is still saying to myself it's okay you know um and that just because I, uh, you know, am not taking photos anymore um, and I don't have those beautiful photos to even look at, you know, it's not something that I need to spend a huge amount of time regretting or worrying about or feeling um, super sad about. If I can at all help it, maybe I should just look back and be very grateful for the time I spent taking photos or whatever the thing was. Uh, and learning to let go of that so that I can be in the present moment. Because I think if you are outpouring yourself uh, in new creative pursuits that maybe you haven't even realized yet, uh, you know, the small things or something is growing within you, if you are spending your time thinking back to things that you used to do, um, you know, you're robbing yourself, aren't you, of that, that current relationship I suppose for want of a better term uh, but yeah that that was my thought uh, today uh, letting go of creative I don't know creative outlets and creative projects um, letting go is so hard and uh, letting go is is not about forgetting and it's not about uh, you know never being able to say hello again necessarily depending on how life has done this um, separating for you. Um, you know, sometimes it is forever, but, uh, letting go, although it's very difficult, I think is part of life. And if we can get better at it, I think we would be uh, a little less tormented. Hey, <laughs> so yeah. Um, I hope this week you can see, uh, with fresh perspective, something in your life where you are, being creative and being able to give out to the world, even if it's in a simple way by making a killer sandwich. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, and may we all be kind to ourselves this week. Um, and I will see you back here on the podcast next Sunday. And in the meantime, yeah, just take care and I will talk to you then.
Bye. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that, <laughs> like that.